0: Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship him in spirit and in truth.
1: So I put in my notes this progression of Jesus and how this mm-hmm. conversation went on and says that we see that Jesus' progression, he went from water to an attitude. Mm-hmm. The woman had an attitude. And then from attitude, he went to an occupational relief, mm-hmm. you know, where, oh, give me this water so I can you know change my very dynamic mm-hmm. of, of working. Then he went from occupational relief to personal, which he begins to say, get her to see that he knows all about, she is known. Mm-hmm. And then he begins to go from personal to worship. And so this is the, this, this transition that Jesus is taking on and eventually we'll see there'll be a breakthrough, right?
0: Exactly. The woman said, I know that Messiah called Christ is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I who speak to you am he.
1: So now we have this, this Messiah moment. Um, And I I just wanted to, to begin to address this, this woman, the Samaritan woman um, has been with several guys, got herself devoured by these guys and the guy she's with right now is not her husband. So um, we know the dynamic of her lifestyle. And so, this is a moment when she says what she says. And, um, I think it's 25. When she says what she says, we can really see this is a moment, a soul moment that I don't want anybody listening to miss this mm-hmm. because there's oftentimes we see her lifestyle. We, we know about her lifestyle. So we kind of say, Oh, that's the kind of woman she was. And then we see her have this freeing moment when she acknowledged that Jesus and and finds that Jesus is the Messiah that she's been waiting for. But I want to focus on the lifestyle she was living. Mm -hmm. On the outside, we saw this lifestyle. But on the inside, we did not know she was seeking for the Messiah. She was praying for the Messiah. She was praying for an encounter with the Messiah, that he would teach her all things. The city was waiting for the Messiah. They were waiting for the Christ. And, And it's strange because... It said that the Samaritans were all about the Torah, which is the five books of the Bible, you know, the books of Moses. And so this is what they were about. Their focus is on that. And, um, I did some reading in the five books. Did it mention about Jesus being the Christ, Jesus being uh, the Messiah, Jesus is going to come. And, and as we get on, we'll hear another term that they use, but. I don't see any readings in those five books, so therefore when Jesus got with them, he got with them. And so so the, the same area that Jacob bought, the same land that he was he had pitched his tent, the altar of God was there, Almighty God was there, is the same area that this woman got defiled and men died. Now we come to the same area in the New Testament with the Samaritan woman, and she has been defiled in her life. And she sees her life as uh, as this one thing. Everything she's done in her life is is her history. She's this is who she is based on these things and these mistakes she's made in her life. This is how she defines herself. And so she will be a woman not to bring death to men that's in that area, but she will be a part of bringing life. Yeah, to those exactly. men of that city.
0: Yeah, that's exactly. Um, and then in, in the uh, verses above that, going back to where uh, Jesus says that neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. Will they worship It's like right there. He was reconciling the two because you're holding on to this mountain. Gerizim, and they're holding on to Mount Zion and Jerusalem. And Jesus says, neither one of those will be where you will worship. True worshipers will worship in spirit and truth. That's what God is seeking to worship. Not in a building, you know, your cathedral, your synagogue, your church. No, true worshipers will worship God wherever they are, because this is where the Holy Spirit resides. He resides in us.
1: The thing that stands out based on going with what you were saying is that in the Old Testament, Jacob builds an altar and he calls this altar Almighty God, right? Oh my God. Almighty God. She's on this this, this mountain, this, this plot of land. I don't know how far she is from the altar. I don't know where the altar was compared to where the well was, mm-hmm. but yet she is having a conversation with almighty God at the altar, at the altar, altar, you know, it's changing it up right there. You know,
0: yeah, that's good. That's good. All right. So now we, we, we move from that discussion or that interaction briefly that Jesus had with the Samaritan woman, Um, his disciples, they return now. Um, Verse 27, just then his disciples returned and were surprised to find him talking with a woman. But no one asked, What do you want? Or why are you talking with her? Now then, leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, Come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Christ? They came out of the town and made their way toward him. You know you just talked about this woman um seeing herself one way you know when i when I first and I've read this over and over when I read it, yeah you know, i I was like, okay, Jesus just told her she had five husbands, and the one she has now is not her own. How is that telling her everything? That she ever did, unless they had another, some, you know, continual conversation about her life that just is not recorded in scripture. But I could see what you're saying because a lot of, a lot of times things that you, that you do, if you, if you make a mistake, you mess up, you identify with that thing being, oh, this is who I am. And like you were saying with her, she was saying, this is who I am. So he told me everything I ever did. Yeah. I just thought that was, uh, that was interesting.
1: So. Yeah. I wanted to ask, uh, I had a question here. Was dropping her water pots, a symbol of receiving living water? (laughs) She drops her pots, right? It's like, I don't need them no more. (laughs) You know, basically I don't need to draw water from this though. She will continually do that. But as far as in the spirit. She has just been set free mm-hmm. because she is like, man, there's a change that has happened in this woman mm-hmm. from saying, who, who are you? Why are you talking to me? Yeah. You know, y'all don't y'all mess yeah. with me To man. I'm going to tell everybody in mm-hmm. town about that. And the message had to be, she's the first preacher, first preaching to men. Mm-hmm. And then the message had to be compelling for them to say, Hey, let's check her out. Because, you know, if, if, if there was an issue, I mean, come on, look at her history They had to see something in her. The message had to be so compelling that these men said, stop looking at what she was or stop looking at what her history says and dictates that there is something else happening. So let's go see what she's telling is true. So it was something that drew the men Mm -hmm. listening to a woman. Preaching about the Messiah and it was enough for them to say, let's go out to the city and find out for ourselves because we believe because of what she's saying. Let's go out and and, and check this out.
0: She had a face-to-face appointment with Jesus and he revealed who he was to her. He revealed that he was the Messiah and she, she believed it. And so when you believe something I mean, truly believe something. You want to share that with other people, and so she didn't have a problem dropping that that pot, like because now she knew it wasn't about that water pot <laughs> drawing that water. Mm-hmm. It was about something totally right. different, you know. And so she wanted other people of Samaria to be set free and to know, you know, he just said you. Don't worship what you know. You don't know what you worship. We know who we worship. And you nor they will worship on either one of these mountains. You will worship him in spirit and in truth. And it was like I get to worship I get to worship God Almighty, you know. They get we we all get to worship God Almighty. In the same place, in the same way, mm-hmm. not on these mountains, but in the same way. Now, that's that's my thought on on how she is. It doesn't say that in scriptures, but when you're reading and you're studying, you know the Holy Spirit just gives you different aspects of it and gives you a picture of what you're reading. Amen. Mm-hmm. So now. She's gone. And we're now, Jesus is having that small interaction with his disciples about the food that he eats. Okay. Verse 31 Meanwhile, his disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. Then his disciples said to each other, Could someone have brought him food? And Jesus had to explain it. He said, My food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say four months more and then the harvest? I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Even now the reaper draws his wages. Even now he harvests the crop for eternal life so that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. Thus the saying, one sows and another reaps, is true. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the hard work, and you have reaped the benefits of their labor.